Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, today on ESPN, we got a President's Day NHL doubleheader. You got the Blues. They're hosting Austin Matthews. Maple Leafs, that's at 1 Eastern. And then we got the Red Wings facing the Kraken. Hey, welcome back to Get Up. Coming to you live here above the Heineken River Deck here at Pier 17. Graz, Mike T. We got Bart. Sun's out. Sun's yeah, out. Beautiful day. Sun's out. Guns out. Uh, Brian Custer here in for Greeny. And you know what? It was All-Star Weekend in Indy. We got Wendy joining us as well. And LeBron James made his 20th appearance. That's an NBA record. And LeBron throwing it down. He only played 14 minutes. Had eight points. How about Trey Young, though? Look at that. Nutmeg. Oh, right between Kevin Durant's legs. He's a sniper. East led by 15 at this point. Uh, East up 11. Dame Lillard doing what Dame does, pulling up from deep. Step back three. It's a three-point champion. He had 22 points in the first half. The East led 104 to 89. And then, how about this? Luka throwing it up. And, uh. I, I can put a credit card underneath that vertical. <laughs> Lillard coming back the other way from half court. Same time. 33 points through three quarters for Dane. East led 197, 176, under two minutes to go. Tyrese Halliburton, that's for 200 points. That's an First spot. time a team has scored 200 points in an all-star that a good game. thing? Yeah, well, not really. Carl uh, Anthony Towns for three. Cat, he had 50 in his game. 31 came in the fourth quarter. Under 30 seconds left. Lillard. That should be five. Oh, my gosh. He had 39 in the game. East win 211 to 186. Lillard wins the Kobe Bryant MVP trophy. Here he is and LeBron after the game. It's a deeper dive into a conversation of how we can um, sure up this game. Um, obviously, from a player's perspective, you know, it's fun to get up and down, but at the end of the day, our competitive nature don't like just being able to just have free-flowing scoring like that there's a way for to to make it a more competitive game I don't think anybody's going to play in it like it's the playoffs but it's a way to to get guys to come to the table and, and just play a more solid game I guess all right let's bring back Brian Windhorst all right Wendy uh what's been the league's reaction I mean you had an all-star game where basically 397 points are scored just two personal fouls how do you fix this thing you have to incentivize them. You, have, you, you show you the incentive, and I'll show you the result. And I know that that may be a turnoff, but that's where the NBA is right now. Uh, this year, the NBA had three priorities. Adam Silver laid this out very clearly. He wanted the teams to stop doing as much resting with star players in high-profile games. He put a financial penalty in if teams uh, rested players who were not injured. He's, he's issued some fines there. He wanted the players to be invested in the in-season tournament, which they were, thanks to a $500,000 prize for each player for winning. And he wanted the All-Star game to be competitive, which he made some changes, including going back to the East-West format. And it was not effective because it didn't have a financial component. And look, you can do this a hundred different ways. You can make it a charity aspect. But the standard has been set. 
that if the players are going to want to go to another level here, you're going to have to incentivize them to do so. And uh, they don't seem to be too uh, interested in doing it without it. Otherwise, they're just having fun. If you watched this game last night, there was a lot of smiles, not much sweat. Everybody was having a good time. I don't think they think there's a problem. Mm, that, that's interesting. And you know the fans are going to be like, aren't these guys getting paid enough? If that's the case, when, when do, should we expect these changes then with this All-Star game? Well, I think they'll go back to the drawing board. If you saw Adam Silver in the trophy presentation last night, he was borderline disgusted. He all but threw the trophy at Yas Tenacumpo. I'm like, well, you had the most points, so here you go. See you later. So I think they'll go back to the drawing board here. Um, but I don't think there's a format change or anything like that. I mean, look, this game was summed up by the fact that Dame Lillard got booed when he got the MVP trophy because the fans stuck around hoping that it would go to Tyrese Halliburton. That, to me, summed up the night. Um, they're obviously going to have to try to do something different because people say this is going away. It's not going away. They're trying to do a new TV rights deal with the All-Star game being at the center of it. So, um, And he set the standard that he will pay for things that he wants with, with, with bonus money. So that's where we are. Yeah, Dame had 39 for the East in a winning effort. Tyrese Halliburton, who was the hometown kid, had 32. So thus the reason for the booze there. Okay, Wendy, I appreciate it. Uh, but we got a good switch things to football. And it's time for some franchise Ooh. tags. I'm going to give you guys a player. You tell me if they should be tagged. Mike T, I'll start with you. Saquon Barkley, what do you think? No, there's enough consternation and angst within that organization right now. They need to tamp down the noise and the controversy. He's a great player. He's a three-down back, Brian. Improved pass protector, can run, can catch. Maybe they can work out a deal, but neither side wants to go through all that animosity all offseason. Okay, Bart, how about T. Higgins? Tagging. You, you got to tag. You talk about Jamar Chase. The mission is not complete. You know, Joe Burrow's going to come back. He's, you know, a great quarterback, but he needs somebody opposite of Jamar Chase. They're going to lose Tyler Boyd. You have to tag him to try and keep his unit together just for one more year. You went to the Super Bowl two seasons ago. With T. Higgins, you have an opportunity. He wasn't healthy last year. This should be a bounce-back year, which will only, you know, it, you know, improve his market going forward. All right, Graz, we've talked about Kansas City Chiefs. What about Chris Jones? Yeah, I think you got to make sure you keep him. And if that means tagging him, then the answer is yes. And it's going to be expensive. It's $32.16 million. Uh, that is a heavy, heavy number to carry. But this is a difference-making player who just helped you seal the Super Bowl for the second year in a row. Right. Uh, I don't know that they're going to be nearly as good on defense without him. Uh, they'd have to really, really just sort of redo everything they do up front on defense. He's the key to their whole pass rush. I think the ideal situation is to get him signed sometime in the next couple weeks to a contract extension. But if they can't, I do think they have to tag him. You know, the, the interesting thing, I go back to at this time last year when we were talking about the Chiefs. And remember, Chris Jones was holding out at, at that time. And we were and like, they lost, right? Well, and yeah, exactly. Week but one, yeah. The, the, the thing about it was we were all talking about the offense. And it was Chris Jones and the defense that carried this Chiefs mm -hmm. team uh, through there. Is, is there any chance? that they could three-peat without Chris Jones? I, no, I think, he's, I think he's their second most important player, honestly, a, after the quarterback. And, and I just don't know how you could watch what they did in the Super Bowl and not understand the significance and the impact he has. I think he – I don't think it's understating it to say he is their pass rush, right? And, and the fact that he can deliver what he does from the interior and then also they can bump him outside when they need to when they see a mismatch – just, I think he just opens up so many other things for the rest of their defense. I don't think he's 
Like we talk about Legereus Sneed being a free agent. They've been drafting cornerbacks. No offense to Legereus Sneed. He's great. I just think Chris Jones is the more yeah. irreplaceable player on that defense. I know, and Sneed obviously yeah. wants to get paid, and he's put it out on Twitter, I, I, you need to pay me. You, you, you've been a guy in this position. How, how critical is he when it comes to trying to 3 P? Oh, absolutely. Totally agree with Gross. He makes everyone else around him better. And going back to that $32 million cap charge, which is, look, we're going to franchise you. We'd love to get a deal done. But the most pressure that that front office is going to feel is when – that's Patrick Mahomes knocking the door. Hey, uh, Chris Jones done yet? What about Legereus Steed? And that pressure that Patrick Mahomes can put on that organization, that's what's going to get these deals done. Look, there's the media, there's the agent. But when you have a franchise quarterback, a star yeah. player, the Michael Jordan of our sport saying, hey, those two guys have to be a chief, you figure out a way to get the math to work. Well, I, the nice thing is Mahomes can help. Yeah, exactly. Like if you and he do helped a the first full time. restructure of Mahomes' contract at five years to maximum cap save, you don't have to add five years. It's already signed through 2023 or 2031. Mm-hmm. If they do a maximum restructure, it it comes out to almost exactly the same number as Chris Jones's uh, franchise tag number would be. So there's your savings right there that allows you to afford it. Now, the other thing is uh, what I would tell Jerry Sneed is like, look, here, guys, here are really good deals. They're not A deals. They're B-plus deals. But we're trying to keep everybody together to go for uh, the three-peat. And well. And if not, what's going to happen is someone else will have to go. It may be a Justin Reed. Somebody else will have to go to extend on those two players. Well, I think you can let Snead graduate because you have Trent McDuffie, right? And you can give him a better opportunity. They did a great job in drafting. You know, um, Chris Jones right now is the best defensive tackle in football. He's past Aaron Donald. He, he is dynamic. He's a matchup nightmare. And he can do something more elite than Aaron Donald. That's move outside on tackles and really be able to rush because of his his length and his height, right? Um, he sets the table for everybody there. He allows Kalafras to be able to, to, to make the jump that he's made because he was slow to develop his first couple years. You know, without him, that defense isn't nearly as good and effective because you can really attack those corners down the field because you're going to have more time. He's so disruptive. And, you know, it was odd that when you look at the Super Bowl that he was the player that stepped up and made the big plays. And you talk about the team that has four guys making over $20 million potentially after this year from San Francisco couldn't make the play. Mm. Who do you guys see as the biggest um, challenger to the Chiefs in the AFC? Oh, I go with – if Joe Burrow comes back healthy, I got to go with the Bengals. The only team we've seen really do it, uh, right, since since the Tom Brady Patriots in the AFC. So – that, that's my uh, – Burrow's got a thumb injury he's coming back from. The Bengals are optimistic he'll be fine. Uh, and assuming they are correct, I think that's the end. Yeah. One other thing. Probably, I see I, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking like, the Dan Orlovsky of, of yeah, juice. Yeah. You know why? Because I think Josh that, Allen is ready. This team – this is the critical is year that for Buffalo because I think it's the last year for Sean McBride. Last right. year was the, the, the – yeah. One asterisk I would add, assuming T. Higgins is either signed or tapped. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you got to. Listen, Bengals are gonna play listen a Mahomes goes to every person in the AFC – Except for Joe Bur- Burrow, and to quote the Titans, say, Who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, don't look over there. Who's your daddy? I love it. Coming up, what does the future hold for LeBron, and how many more years does he have left, and will they all be in LA? Wendy's got the inside. Plus, Rodgers and Russ. Mike T explains why the Jets. Need to make one yeah. particular move. Yeah. You got to come scared. back to hear it. Go it's get scared next. now. Out of his mind. What is in his cup?
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Welcome back to Get Up. Let's play a game of Drop the Mic with our resident GM, Mike. Never knew your hair looked like a mic. <laughs> Mike, give me a dark horse team that could trade up and get Justin Fields. Yeah, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. Ooh. When you think about Derek Carr, he's 33, one year left of guaranteed money or substantial guaranteed money. And I just think if you're the Saints and you're trying to find a young quarterback that has great upside, why not go get Justin Fields and you may have your quarterback for the next 10 years? What, what do you think about that? Don't hate it. I, I think, you know, they have Derek Carr is going to make $30 million guaranteed this year. He's got another $10 million guarantee uh, for next year. But... Yeah, they could move on from him after this year, and Fields having Fields in the system for a year, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I like it. It's not as crazy as some of this other drop. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would want him. I don't know if he would want to sit. I think he would want to be guaranteed yeah. a starting job. So I, I think that the Bears, if they do trade, and will give him an opportunity to, to land on his feet and go where he wants. And if I'm going to be, in, if he's going to be in the NFC South, he's going to be in Atlanta. Okay, I might give me a beat team out there, Carr, that could trade up and get Jaden Daniels. Carr just uh, gave us a little preview. It's going to be the Atlanta Falcons, and here's why: Ooh. they're not going to get Justin Fields in the last scenario, and they're at number eight. And I think if you're the New England Patriots and you're Gerard Mayo, you want to give Mac Jones one year. Jones. You have a ton of needs, so if you could go from three to eight for a first-round pick next year. Atlanta gets that much-needed quarterback. I think he's a perfect fit with those other young, skilled players. And now, if you're in the Patriots, you slide back, you get one of the countless other things you need, and now you have an extra first-round pick next year. Bart, what do you think? I don't hate it. Uh, I just don't see how the Patriots going to put their, you know, Mayo's going to put his future in Mac Jones. You know, in, in Mac Jones, I think we see him and Zach Wilson potentially being career backups, at least for the time being. Uh, I think that, that ship has sailed in, in New England, you know, when you consider Mac Jones as being a starter. I think the fan base wouldn't be excited about that. I don't think, you know, Mayo would either. What do you think about that? The Patriots need enough help, but I don't think it's far-fetched to say they would trade back from number three, look at other options at quarterback. Uh, if they're not, I mean, if they're, if they're all the way sold on Jaden Daniels, for example, as a franchise quarterback, then they stay put. But if not, I do think that's a spot to watch for someone like Atlanta to trade up from a, from a spot like number eight. I think it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Mighty, give me one big move. This one, Helen. You'd like to see the <laughs> Jets 
make this offseason. Russell Wilson, and here's why, guys. They have three things they have to get done. Offensive linemen, they're going to draft. They'll find a receiver. Maybe it's for Zach Wilson. They need a veteran quarterback that is inexpensive. It killed them last year. It absolutely killed them. Cleveland played four quarterbacks and went to the playoffs. Russell Wilson will cost them $1 million. He could sit behind Aaron Rodgers for one year. And when you think about, and Brian, you brought this up, between him and his wife, post-playing career aspirations, why not be in New York? And if you're the Jets, you only have limited resources to improve your team. So when you try to find a landing spot for Russell Wilson, it's hard. This works for both. It's a marriage of convenience for one year. Listen, forget about <laughs> Joe Douglas. How about GM Aaron Rodgers? Do you I think GM Aaron Rodgers would, li would the, the, like that? He's sitting by himself in the dark somewhere right, right now. <laughs> has no idea we're talking about this. But he just had a shudder run through his body. And he doesn't know why. There, there's, I, I, yeah, go, go. Does Russell Wilson know how to play caddy? <laughs> right, so this is this would be equivalent to signing Tim Tebow all over again. You got a guy sitting over here distracting you, like he want to come and sit right next to Aaron Rodgers. He's like, sorry, man, this front row at the next game is reserved for the starting quarterback. Take your ass up to the to, to the uh, suite or something like that, man. I just can't see them these two guys meshing well. You know, Aaron Rodgers needs a guy that understands his position, not trying to undermine, waiting for his opportunity to be the big fish. That's a good point, but let me say this, guys. And again, we signed Vinny Testaverde in June and went to the championship game with him. My point is this. If Russell Wilson's out there in May and June, Roz has speculated that, Tim Hasselbeck has speculated that, at some point he's going to say, like, you know what? I love football. I have to change my ways, and I'm going to humble myself. You're going to see the light at 36? You're going to see the light at 36. Now, let me ask you this. How did that go over, though? And, and we were all there when you brought in Tim Tebow for Mark Sanchez. Didn't work out. <laughs> How did that go over, Cross? What did you think? And I also think the dynamic's a lot different, right? I mean, Mark Sanchez probably didn't mind or didn't have the juice, at least, in the organization to, to tell you if he minded you brought in Tim Tebow, whereas... Aaron Rodgers, I just don't see him agreeing to an arrangement like this. Somebody has to back him up this year. And, and Zach Wilson yeah. wasn't good enough, and it killed yeah. them last year. Give me Jacoby Brissett for Somebody, 200 miles. Yeah. And, and then you see, you see what a bonus trade, don't you? Don't you see a bonus trade? I do. It's and, more? Yeah. Oh, there's more. <laughs> Zach Wilson for Jerry Judy, and here's why. If I'm Sean Payton, I need a quarterback that I could develop beyond Jared Stidham. I love the tools that Zach Wilson has. He needs a fresh start. And if I'm the Jets... Brian, as Sauce Gardner told you, Garrett yes. Wilson needs a running mate. Go get Jerry Judy, exercise his fifth-year option. And again, if you're the Jets, you've got three things you have to get done with very limited resources. This is a win-win right here. You're 50% right now. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I can rock with that. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't hate this, only for the simple fact, and he's right. I went to Indianapolis this week at All-Star. Sauce Gardner was sitting next to me. So I was just talking to him about the team and what do you think about Aaron Rodgers. And he, and he basically said, listen, we're set defensively. Offensively, as he pointed out, we need a dog to go with my guy Garrett. He was talking about Garrett Wilson. Yes. If we can score some points, the defense is set. If we can start scoring some points, I think we will be ready. And if yeah. Aaron yeah. can remain healthy, well, well, you improve you, imp you improve your defense by improving your offense by allowing that defense to play with a lead. You know, have some opportunity to drink some Gatorade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the Jets defense player, they just go and stand on the sideline. They don't ever know when they was going to have to run back out. Um, but to Mike's point, also, you have a quarterback that's, you know, post 40. He's, you're going to need a high-end backup as well that, that, that can keep it moving. They had their Brock Purdy in building. They should have never let Mike White go because it made 
Zach Wilson feel comfortable because he hated that they had Mike White shirts. They had their opportunity, but now they have to make other plans. Mm. We'll, we'll see what, what they do here. Uh, guys, I want you to take a look at a little something here because um, meanwhile on planet Earth, we got to go to Danbury, Connecticut, to be exact here. And we've got Mike Tenenbaum, oh, son, go. long snapping to kicker Sam Graziano, okay. who's dead, yeah. son. Yeah. Sam fun, has committed to Colby yeah. College. How about this? Yeah. This Tenenbaum-Graziano duo. I can confirm that long snapper is not salary cap friendly. <laughs> Pretty good snap, though. <laughs> look at that. Look at the, look at the tree trunks, though. Somebody's yes. been running yeah. the stairs. Yes. Somebody's Absolutely. been training. Oh, he's, not I tell be, you what, as a no kicker. With him after As this. a kicker, you better make that. I'm gonna throw you in a cold tub and cry. <laughs> when he wakes better up, put it through that big H. When he wakes up this afternoon, it's gonna be no living with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is tremendous. I love that the, you, you have both of your sons. They're working out together. That's awesome. They're, Getting they're, it done. Coach is uh, Brendan Cahill. Is that McElroy holding the ball? Yeah, is that McElroy holding the ball? I think I know that. I think I know that ball spot. Hey, coming up, the King. He addressed his future yesterday. How much longer? Will LeBron be a Laker? Brian Winhorn, you get all the insight next. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I think it's great that we can highlight some of the great things that went on in, in our culture. It's great that we can see how far we've, we've came and how much work we still have to do. But it's awesome that the world can see us in a positive light. All right, listen, on NBA All-Star Weekend, known for its outfits, uh, obviously poor defense, 
But take a look at how some of these guys arrived. Um, Bart, what do you think about Jason Tatum, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander's pregame outfits? Is it dope or no? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, nope on Jason Tatum. I, you know, I, I don't like. What is that velvet? It's yeah. beautiful. I mean, listen. I, I know big pants are coming back. You know, I mean, you got the double pleats right there. You, you know, what I'm saying it's all good. But you know, it, 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 it was a risk. You know what, what, I mean? what do you think, Wendy? Gilly don't miss though. I am applauding your coming to America reference. <laughs> I don't know how many of our viewers See, Shea still Gilly got don't it, miss. but you got That's thumbs swagged up for right me there. just for that, man. Thank you, thank you, Wendy. What about Shea Gilders Alexander? Shea Gilly don't miss. Like, you know, that's 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 nice right there. You know what I mean? I think that's Virgil on the back. You know what I mean? Just you know, the white classic stylist. He's the most stylish guy in the NBA. What do you think, Wendy? Hey man, he's doing underwear commercials right now. Uh, he we're lucky he showed up dressed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, doing skims well, for well, Kardashian. Well, well, you know well, well, we know Russell Westbrook came to a game one time with Areola showing, so we got to be careful <laughs> with that. Uh, we're back here on Get Up Time for a little thing we call Contender or Pretender here with Wendy. And Wendy, let's start with Milwaukee. Are the Bucks contenders or are they pretenders? They're contenders. I know this is a tough sell right now because they've really not played well since Doc Rivers took over, but. There are indications that they are improving. Their, their systems and their output is improving defensively. Dame Lillard is in the middle of a miserable shooting slump since January 1st. He's shooting only 25% on catch-and-shoot three-pointers. He is a better player than that. He will get warmer. Their defense, I think, is improved. I'm not excited about him, but I do believe they can still do something in the East. Maybe he got the shot back. He was a three-point champ uh, again this season. Uh, an MVP. All right, let's move to the West. How about the Warriors? Pretender, contender. I think they're a pretender, even though this lineup change with Brandon Pajemski and Jonathan Kaminga in it and Clay off the bench, I think is interesting. They're in 10th place, so I, I think it's hard to believe in them when they've basically been a 500 team. Also, even though their defense has improved recently, their clutch time defense has been poor all year, even during their winning streak. I just am not sure they can do it from the position in the standings. Okay, how about the Lakers then? Well, because this is a contender pretender, I have to lead pretender on this one. I can create a scenario for you in which the Lakers get matchups that are favorable, um, that they can get through to the conference finals again, but it's really going to be matchup and health dependent. I'm a little bit worried about that LeBron ankle, which he says needs more treatment. It could keep him out of more games. And also, they're three and a half games out of six. It would be so much better for them if they could avoid the one or two seed in the first round and get into sixth place. We'll see how strong they can be down the stretch to, to try to get in that top six. You, were, you mentioned LeBron James and before yesterday's All-Star game. LeBron James talked to the media there about his future and the uncertainty that lies ahead. Um, I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, I know it's not that many, but I am a Laker. And uh, I am I'm happy and been very happy being a Laker the last six years. And, uh, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but I don't, have the, I don't have the answer to how long it is or, you know, which uniform I'll be in. Hopefully it is with the Lakers. It's a great organization and so many greats. But, but we'll see. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's coming. It's coming for sure. Okay. Uh, so how do we read that? Because, you know, he blew up social media when he, he tweeted out that, that sands of the hourglass thing, basically people are like, oh, he's trying to leave. Uh, should we expect that LeBron's going to finish his career in L.A. as a Laker? 
Yeah, I don't know if I would say expect, but this is what I believe. Look, I... I honestly think he's just negotiating here. Um, he can opt out of his contract this summer, and at that time, he can get up to a three-year, $170 million-ish contract with the Lakers, and I'm sure he'd love to get that if he thinks he can play three more years or at least give himself the option to do so. But just in case that there may be some doubt, I think it is also smart business to give himself some options. Look, the, the negotiations or the discussions, whatever you want to call it, between the Warriors and the Lakers over at the trade deadline, that was interesting. And we should keep that in mind, and that is somewhere on the table. But ultimately, LeBron has repeatedly made it clear he wants to live in Los Angeles, he wants to play for the Lakers, and he wants to make the most money possible. Staying put ultimately is going to make that happen. That's what I would significantly expect to happen. Bart, what do you think? Should LeBron stay in L.A.? I think he probably will stay in L.A. I can't see him. He doesn't want to carry that scarlet letter that Kevin Durant has to carry the fact that he went to the team that beat him or the team that's been his nemesis. But if it's one organization that he can go to where you know he can stay face, I think it's the New York Knicks. And you talk about the things that that would offer. I don't. I don't think it's likely, but you know, it was some rumblings of maybe. I don't know if that was, you know, you know, planted or something there that just to spark conversation before he came to the Garden and put on a show. But you know, I think New York is the only place that he can come that offers everything that LA offers outside of the weather. Okay. Um, listen, you know the Lakers didn't do anything at the trade deadline, and there are a number of people who said, "Hey, look." That's what you need to do. You need to surround LeBron with some great talent because he's all about winning championships. Did they waste another season of LeBron James by not doing anything, Wendy? I don't know, man. I mean, I know that we talk about the Lakers a lot, and they had a fascinating run last year. They're four games over 500 the last four seasons. And LeBron has made a ton of money and can make a ton more, and he's enjoying it, and he'll make the most of it as he possibly can. I don't think his legacy is, a, is an issue. I think that's secure. At the end of the day, I think he wants to be in L.A. and make the most money doing it. And if it means he can get to another finals, great. If it's not... He's got big plans for after basketball. He's got four rings. He's got all the important records. Honestly, I don't think this is important to him as it was earlier in his career, and I get it. You know, the one thing I thought was really interesting was at All-Star, he said that it never got back to him, the ESPN report, that the Lakers had, you know, looked at and Golden State was trying to do a deal and bring LeBron to Golden State. He said, no one ever came to me about that. And you were like, come on, you're LeBron James. Is the door closed? you think on that ever ha happening? Okay, yeah, I'm sure he didn't know about it, even though the Lakers said definitely ask him. I'm sure it didn't reach his ears. But, uh, look, I would just say I would never rule anything out for LeBron because the man has switched teams three different times. But I would say this. Pretty much everything you hear about his contract between now and this summer is a form of negotiation, and he absolutely positively wants to be in L.A., and he wants to make the max salary. And I'm going to tell you something. You can come up with a whole bunch of scenarios. If it doesn't involve L.A. or the max salary, it's a hard sell in my view. What would you think of LeBron and Steph playing together? I mean, I think it'd be magical. I just don't know if they can build a good enough team around them considering their age. I know both of these guys are aging like Benjamin Button and still playing at a high level at their age, but I just don't know if you make that trade, what are you giving up for LeBron in a short sample size? But I think we're wasting Steph as well. You know, and I think Golden State has to figure something out, so maybe the two great minds can come together. All right, time for a little game, guys, that we like to call All-Star Awesome, Awful, and Awkward. 
Um, Wendy, what was your awesome from this weekend in Indianapolis? This is a layup. Sabrina Ionesco and Steph Curry's shootout on Saturday night. Even though everybody looked a little green, it was terrific. By the way, she scores 26 points in this. That would have made the finals in the regular three-point contest. It took Steph to have the best shooting of, of the night to beat her. I thought it was awesome. They hinted that it will come back next year. I'd love to see Steph have to beat Sabrina and Caitlin Clark at All-Star Weekend in the Bay Area next year. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they ought to definitely bring that back again. Bart, what was your awful? The dunk contest. I mean, listen, you know how hard it is to get booed in a dunk contest? I mean, listen, I appreciate the, the uh, you know, the gesture to the kid. But what, what is that? He didn't even have a ball in the hand and he put up. But the worst was the D Brown. He hit the ground and then put his hands over his eyes. Like, you know we can see you. And, like, this is an all-star, and I appreciate him getting involved in it. You talk about adding money to it. I think they need to make this a million-dollar thing because this used to be the most proudest moment. It's legendary. It was the highlight. It was the it's highlight. The highlight. I mean, we haven't got Zion. Put a million dollars in this, man. I mean, this what is this, man? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, when, I, when, this, when I meet my maker, I'm going to ask you know, 12-pound, 6-ounce baby Jesus to give me those times that I spent watching this, this, this show, man. I couldn't believe what I was watching. You got booed in a dunk contest. Wendy? Well, I thought the low moment was when he dunked over a guy sitting in a chair. Um, I don't, you know. <laughs> but covered his I appreciate eyes the Jalen Brown. You know we can see Listen, you. I appreciate the Jalen Brown participated in the contest. At least that was a step in the right direction. Okay, listen. I got to go to my awkward. And it was the commissioner Adam Silver presenting the All-Star Trophy to the Eastern Conference. Take a listen to this. And to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. Giannis, to your team, this trophy is yours. (laughs) It's like a disappointed dad right there. He was like, well, you scored the most points. So I got to give it to somebody. <laughs> right. I can't believe y'all did this to me. Right. I'm pinning cases on all <laughs> you. Y'all, all you can do this to me. <laughs> I'm the commissioner. I'm trying to get money on TV deals, streaming, and this you do this to me. How <laughs> 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 y'all playing in Taiwan? Wendy, what did he you came, think when you heard that? He came out before the game. And in front of everybody said, I genuinely believe we're going to get a good game this year. He said it. He put it on the record. And then that happened. He had egg all over his face. And I can I can Giannis. believe that he just wanted to get the heck out of Indiana after that. He said, I'm putting cases on all of y'all. Shoot program. 24-hour lockdown. <laughs> hey, don't forget, ESPN <laughs> Bet is the official sports book of ESPN and only place to find exclusive offers there. All right, coming up, Cowboys. Boy, they just cannot stop talking. Michael Parsons, he wants a culture shift. We're going to tell you what actually has to change, and it might just have to start with him. And it's time for a little sneaky himbo time here for Graziano. Michael Parsons became the first player since whom with 40 sacks across his first three NFL seasons. Don't tell us right now. Take a break. Give us the answer. Come back. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we went to break, it was sneaky himbo time. All right, Michael Parsons became the first player since whom with 40 sacks in his first three seasons. A lot of names flying around the studio. Yes, lots of Reggie White has the record for first three seasons, but obviously uh, he's not the most recent. Uh, Derek Thomas did it as well. Uh, But uh, the, the correct answer, I believe, and Bart had this one too, Alvin Smith, from the 49ers had, I think, 33 in his first two years. So I'm, I'm assuming he had at least seven in his third year. I'm going to go with Alden Smith. Let me tell you something. You are a machine. You are a machine. He's right. He's right. He is right. I mean, this guy is, this is, this guy grows. Yeah. When it comes to him, it's like Patrick Mahomes comparing him to all of the quarterbacks. There's no comparison. There's no comparison when you and Himbo. With you and Himbo. Can, can we find what, – what is the score here? Oh, my God. I just want to say, Darius got me away. on Friday. Yeah, he so did. Sneaky Darius. Like maybe there's a – I don't know. Maybe step up. Yeah. Himbo, you got to step it up. Man. I don't know. You got to step I don't know. Darius is showing up. He did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He looks All right. Bad. Time for a little something we call right or wrong. And, Graz, if I said Jim Harbaugh will fix Justin Herbert, is that right or wrong? Well, I got to say wrong because I'm not sure what's broken, right? I mean, Herbert ended the season injured. I don't think Jim's going to fix that, but I think Herbert will come back fine. And I I do think he'll elevate uh, Herbert's game to a new level, as he's done with pretty much every quarterback uh, that he's ever coached. But I don't know. Fixed. That word fixed bugged me for some reason. I I don't know that he needs fixing. Bart, what do you think? Uh, listen, I think Harbaugh is going to contend for that division in the first year, and I know the, champ- the defending champions is in there, but he's going to bring that same swag that he brought to San Francisco. He won't be out coached. They're going to be a tough physical team, something that that organization and team has lacked for a very long time. But Mike T., what do you think? Because the head coaching decisions, a lot of people said that's been the downfall of the Chargers. Yeah, I actually think it's going to be more about keeping him healthy in terms of how they're going to play. Him and Greg Roman, they're going to run the ball more. I'd be floored if they didn't take a tackle at the top of the draft. So I think if their style of play will make him less productive but play longer and therefore better by the end of the season. Okay, Mike T., if I said Kellen Moore will fix Jalen Hurts in the Eagles' offense, is that right or wrong? I'm going to go wrong. I just think what Kellen Moore does well and how well they played under Shane Steichen a year ago isn't exactly apples to apples. I think Jalen Hurts is immensely talented. He should have been the Super Bowl MVP a year ago. I look at Jason Kelsey presumptively going to retire as a much bigger issue for them. So. 
think things in Philly are just a little bit off. I don't think it's Kellen Moore, though. That's the guy that's going to fix it. Rod, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with something Mike said there about personnel. They're going to have to find a new center for the first time in forever. Uh, that they need they need a, a couple of tweaks here and there uh, on that offense to get back to where they were. Uh, Kellen Moore will probably have them scoring a lot of points, uh, but uh, I, I do think that they need to address some, some things on the line and in other places on the offense. Okay, Bart, let's stay in the NFC East. If I said Mike Zimmer will fix the Cowboys' defense, is that right or is that wrong? Um, I don't know if it's broken. Uh, I think it's a lateral move. I think Zimmer and Dan Quinn, to me, are the same type of uh, coordinator. I don't expect a, a significant jump. You know, maybe he can bring some toughness, but that's more about personnel than it is about, you know, uh, scheme. You know, they, they have to go out, and I think instead of paying Michael Parsons and paying guys, I think you go out and you have to get a guy like Patrick Queen or Devin White because if you don't have a tough guy, a guy that can play sideline to sideline and come downhill, teams are just going to take Michael Parsons out of the game by either doubling him, you know, uh, isolating him or not blocking him and running up the middle. So they have to get somebody to man the middle. I think we underestimate how important the value of a middle linebacker is, but when you have a great one, you understand what it's about. When you don't, it's, it's illuminating. He used that same technique on me about 15 years ago. And it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out for and it yeah, worked. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Michael Parsons, you know, he was on the Stephen A. Smith show over the weekend. He addressed his teammates, Demarcus Lawrence's comments of the team being tired in their playoff loss to the Packers. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I agree that teams play us like the Super Bowl. We are the Dallas Cowboys. But in the end, that's not a good enough reason or excuse to say that publicly. You should never go into a game like I'm tired, like I'm ready, like I'm ready to go home. Cause that's what's exactly gonna happen and it did happen. That's part of the culture and identity that I just feel like we're missing. Like that's just something that like, I don't agree with at all. But as soon as playoffs hit, knowing how limited and how hard it is to win in playoff game, I wouldn't I wouldn't I would never say I'm tired or I I feel fatigued. Teams play you hard. He said because they're the, the playoffs. Cowboys. He says because that's it's the play, it's the it's the playoffs. Like you get to win a Super Bowl. Like they give a trophy out. Like you get extra cheese on the taco. Like you get incentives. Like did you expect Green Bay to come in lethargic? Like what the like I don't understand. Like what did he doesn't get it, man. Like, just because you're a great player, he doesn't get, know that he doesn't get it. And I know he says he's seen a lot in his 24 years. But I think the Michael Parsons that we're going to get when he matures and understands that he doesn't know everything and show a little bit of humility, he is a great player. But until we do that, attitude reflects leadership. And you're supposed to be the leader. Like, you're supposed to be one of the leaders. You're supposed to set the tone in practice. This isn't his first year. They, this is their first time in the playoffs. He's been part of that disappointment. Now he understands what everybody says when he says that Dallas is going to choke. And what is he doing to change the culture? Because culture starts in the locker room. It ain't about your owner. It ain't about your coaches. It's about the accountability that you force your teammates to, having those tough conversations. Because, listen, I was not afraid to either pull, pull a guy aside and tell him that either we do Listen, Mike is the general manager. There's certain players that were good players and we got up out of there because they didn't fit our culture, right? Because if you went about that life, you weren't really willing to jump on a grenade for your teammates, you couldn't play with us. Who was the guy who did that, though? That told, looked at a guy and said, hey, man. I'm right here. I'm talking to you. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> listen, we got to fight. I don't care. Yeah. I can scrap them up with anybody. Yeah. 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 Listen, I'm going to take this ass, ass kicking with you wherever you want to. And, and Brian, been, candidly, been, like some of our most successful teams weren't our most talented teams. And that goes to what's going on in Dallas, which is, 
You need force multipliers. You need players that can have the hard conversation. You could tell, have players say, hey, we're not going out as much. We're going to condition more. We're going to hydrate more, whatever it may be. And as Tom Brady has said over and over again, well done is better than well said. And that's what this organization needs right now. And I think that's what Emmett Smith was alluding to. You know, to the victor go the spoils. Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmett, they've benefited a lifetime, deservedly so. They're three-time champions. Tom Brady, you know, obviously that whole dynasty. But to me, like, this team's done everything except win. And that's where, like, let's put away the shows. Let's put down social media, like Bart said. And let's bring our teammates together and therefore try to win next January. And then we can do all the talking we want. Mike, Mike is an interesting guy. Because when, when Micah talks, you, what you hear is, is like, he can't understand why people don't feel the same way he does, right? Like, 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 I, he talks about how much he knows the game, and we know how great a player he is. Uh, and and I think that there's there's an element in when he talks of like, I just don't understand why you know the rest of this crew can't get it. It's so naive. Right? right, exactly. And I think that's you talk about being 24 years old. I, I think there's there's something to be said for that aspect of your game maturing. Micah doesn't Micah doesn't need to improve much as a player. Right. <laughs> like he's already one of the best players in the right. whole league. But uh, it, it could be worth spending some time this offseason thinking about uh, how can I pick my spots where maybe I can be that guy that I feel like we might be missing in that room. I'm not I'm it's, not telling him what to do. I'm just saying like if, if that's a that's a way he can contribute I think that that we haven't seen. It's very similar to when Von Miller went to to the Rams and he put Aaron Donald aside and said, hey, man, you got to do more. Mm. And for all reports, he did more. Like, and yeah. they're both equally great players, right? And Von Miller coming and, and, and telling Aaron Donald, hey, you, you're the leader. You have to be more vocal, right? Even if that's not your character, you have to understand what leadership looks like. And he, should, he has so many great former Dallas Cowboys that's around there that can tell him about what being a leader is all about. He needs to tap into that resource and quit, you know, worrying about what other people saying on Twitter and Instagram. But you, and shows you, you, like you, this. But you've been a player, and you know, and especially when you you're that talented, you're looking at it like, man, I ain't trying to hear you old head. What do you, you know mean? Man? But I'm a three-time champion. What do you mean? I, I, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm everything that you aspire to be. Why wouldn't you listen to those guys? That's why I'm saying. That's the reason why the star means something. I, 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 that's why I'm saying make it strategic, right? Like yeah. find your like, are there spots where well, I you're can leader. say something? And if so, what could I say? I don't have to be yelling at everybody all the time, but where where are the opportunities for that in the course of the season? And Brian, we bash Mike McCarthy a lot on, on the show, yes. and some of it's deserved, but the most effective leadership is player-led leadership. And yes. recently we've heard guys like, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, not surprisingly say how much they played for Tom yes. and how much like he he brought law and order. You have to and inspire. To me, right. And to That's me, what like, leaders do. If Micah Parsons, if I was a GM in the Cowboys, I, I would talk to Micah about, hey, you're going to get all the sacks in the world. We get that. But put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and help a teammate get better. That's going to help produce a championship. What is missing from my squad? What is, is, is it? Getting, Leadership. Is, is that a great Trophies. player? No, leadership. They have more than enough talent, right? They have more talent than the teams and the defenses that I was on with the Jets had. Well, let's not go that far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, those oh, yeah. teams were built by genius. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, Strike uh, that from the <laughs> <laughs> That's a five. They need, they need some dogs. Yeah. And they need some people that's not afraid to confront other people. Because when somebody ain't somebody ain't holding up their end, you need somebody to be able to say, no, you ain't holding up your end. Like when guys want to leave and guys ain't doing stuff, you know guys that, that are hanging out and not doing what they're supposed to do. 
you grab them up. You tell them come through. <laughs> Don't forget first take coming up next. I, I redact. I want that last name and redact it. <laughs> when we come back. <laughs> we got some family business here. <laughs> Time for I'm Sorry What? Here's Rick Pitino talking about his St. John squad. Listen. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. Even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. <laughs> it's my team. Now, your college coach, you listen, did bring some listen, of those players listen, in there. Listen, Let's be honest here. We, we all know when Pop Pop, we couldn't bring friends around Pop Pop because he took the gray out. It's, yeah. it's a certain age where we get where like old people start telling the truth. And we ain't here for it because you got to have a little bit more. Brian, how do you recruit after that? Exactly. How do you bring kids into St. John's? Isn't that something? That's a Our facilities stink. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. Come on in. The job? Oh, no, no, no. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. First take is next. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.